you know, my kids, they, they love me. Now, I may buy their love. You want Mountain Dew at 9 o'clock? Sure. Sounds good to me. Donuts for breakfast? Why not? I think that's a great idea. You want to just drink syrup straight from the pot? Okay. I see no problem with that. I will buy your love. And by the way, my love is for sale as well. You know, candy, I will love anybody for candy. I mean, I'm just saying my kids get it honest. I mean, so yeah, my kids love me, sure. But their mom. I mean, the sun, it, it rises and sets with mom. I mean, we dads are cool. Sure, we're fun. We'll let you get away with stuff, you know, but, but moms, that's where, that's where it really happens. I, I, told, um, I told Holly when we were having Thomas, I, I, talked, uh, I told her about, uh, you know, the, the, that relationship between a son and a mom. And I said, you know, there's no one a southern boy loves more than his mama. And that's, that's the truth. That's true for me and that's true for, true for them. It's moms that uh, are the ones that, 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 that even we grown-up children won't when life gets hard, isn't it? It's the moms that, that are the comforters, wiping the, the fevered brow, wiping the nose, caring. I, I one time told somebody, I said, you know you become a parent. Moms are good at this. You, like the reality of becoming a parent sets in when you're somewhere. You're eating, for instance, or something, and your kid has, gets sick and throws up. And your first move is to try to catch it. <laughs> That's not normal. That is not normal behavior. But every one of you has done that at some point, haven't you? Like, oh, no, and oh, yuck. You know, just, yeah, that's parents. And that's what moms excel at. That's what moms do. That's who moms are. So today on this Mother's Day, we say thank you to, to the moms. We say, say thank you to the love that, that, that mothers have shown. And, you know, the, in the text today, it talked about moms. Well, except it didn't say mothers did it. Jesus talked about love. He talked about the love that the Father has for him and the love that he has for his, his disciples that are to follow. The, the, the text we read from is often called Jesus' high priestly prayers, the prayer that Jesus prayed over his disciples, but also, also over all of us that were to come. And he prays at this point for, uh, for, for, for that love to be evident he, his love for the Father, the Father's love for the Son, and, and the Son and the Father's love for all of us, but all of our love for each other. So, yeah, you know, he talks about God's love for us and our love for him and that love. That love makes us think of moms, doesn't it? There's no country music song. You know, Tim, I used to listen to country music. Oh, you're not Tim. Where's Tim? Why are you up there? Hey, Tim, did you hear about the guy? Um... <laughs> Is that laughter? Is that my, mom, my Mother's Day present? Yeah. <laughs> 
But there's an old country music song called Jesus and Mama Always Love Me. And I think about that a lot on Mother's Day. Some of you may remember that song. It's, a, it's that notion of love. Um, and by the way, on Mother's Day, let me, let me say something. I've learned this lesson as, as, a, as a pastor, as a preacher. Um, I don't know your stories. So on Mother's Day, you hear this grand talk of the love of a mother. And that may not be your story. You may come from a place of a dysfunctional family where you did not feel that agape love that we talk with mothers. That, that may be your story. The, the Father's Day and Mother's Day are difficult Sundays for preachers to preach on because I don't know your story. You might not have had that experience. Your home may not have been a place of peace. It may have been a place of brokenness or pain. You, there, there are those within our, our congregation this morning that this may be the first Mother's Day without their mom. And there's a searing pain in their hearts even now as we talk. There are those within our congregation that may so desperately desire to become a mother. And yet here they wait broken hearted. So I don't, I don't know your story. I don't know the pain that comes. I don't know where Mother's Day hits you. It may be a glorious day of great hope, or it might be the hardest day of your year. I don't know. But here's what I do know. Here's what I do know. If you had a great mom, if you had a mother who loves you, that, that, that classic mother we think of, the one that, that, that wiped the tears and dried the eyes and was that, that unfailing, amazing love, then stop and thank God. Because you received one of the greatest gifts that any person could ever receive. If that was what your mother's love was to you, then stop and thank God for that example. But here's the thing. What if that wasn't your story? Uh, we live, we, we bought our home up, up outside of Gluckstadt off Yandale Road. And if, if you've ever driven down Yandale, before they worked on it, like it was, it was a roller coaster. Like I'm not a particularly good driver and I drive, um, what's the word, um, too fast. Um, so, man, going on Yandale with me was fun. You had to keep your hands inside the vehicle at all times. You buckled in. You put your hat on. I mean, nothing was off the table. So, when I, you know, I'd be, it was great. Your stomach would be up here. Your cough would be on the ceiling. I speak from experience. I mean, it was exciting. What they've done, they worked on it. And they've taken a bunch of asphalt to some, to some of the loop-de-loop places. And they, they, they filled it in. And they've, it's not, it's a lot better. We all have holes in our life, don't we? Every one of us has a hole in our life. For some of us, that hole is our family. For some of us, that hole is our relationship with our parents. But I'm telling you, friends, is that that, that hole in your life, no matter where that hole is, the only thing that can fill that hole in your life is God. And if you had an amazing family and an amazing mother, thank God for that. But if you did not, 
If your story is one of brokenness and pain, then what I'm telling you, friends, is that God can become the thing that fills that hole. Only God can become the thing that can redeem that pain. Only God is the place where the brokenness and the holes and the pains that we find in our life. God is the source of our healing. And God is the source of our hope. And we will try, y'all, we will try everything in the world to fill that hole, won't we? We'll try everything. Money, power, fame, success, whatever. We'll try a thousand different things. And it's like the more we feed that hole, the bigger it becomes, isn't it? When only God will, only God can fill that hole that we fill in our lives. One of the things Augustine said was that the family is the little church. And so on Mother's Day, I think of that. I think of those moms, those grandmothers, those aunts. Those, those, those teachers in our, in our life that we, I mean, how many of us have learned the faith beside the knee of our mother or our grandmother? How many of your favorite hymns or songs were the ones that you heard your mother or grandmother singing as they washed the dishes? That's where faith is taught sometimes, isn't it, y'all, or most times? It's at the feet of these godly women that have taught us the faith. It's one of the things that I, that I think about a lot in the life of the church is, um, you know, if you really, 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 really love Jesus, the church has you for, I don't know, max six hours a week, a couple hours on Sunday, a couple hours on Wednesday, maybe a few hours other than that. Well, we know, I'm talking like if, like if you're really on hashtag Team Jesus, I mean, six hours, seven maybe at the most during the course of the week. How many hours are we with the family? In fact, there's a military term, force multiplier. The family is the force multiplier for the faith. That's where the lessons of faith really are taught. That's where they're really learned. When the family takes what is sung and taught and read here in church and amplifies it through the day-to-day living. The most valuable time in our life, y'all, particularly those, for those that are parents now, those of you are grandparents right now, the most valuable time you may have in the course of your week is that time you're driving around. That day-to-day time when you're just driving around and you're talking about life, and you're talking about faith, and you're not saying to your kids, hey, kids, let me give you a lecture on the United Methodist view of sanctification. No, you're not doing that. You're not, you're not doing an exegesis on Leviticus. You're just talking about what God means to you. And maybe you're saying, hey, is there that kid in your class that's a bully? Try being nice to them. See if that helps, maybe. Maybe that'll help them. Or maybe you're saying, is there somebody in your class or somebody in your, in your school that doesn't have enough? Maybe we can pray for them. Maybe we can pray for God to help them. It's in those moments where the faith is passed down. It's in those moments where faith goes from being this ethereal thing that is the domain of preachers and bishops 
where it becomes the real life sticky faith that actually changes life. That's the job of our parents today is to love our kids, y'all. To teach them, not just with words, but with examples of what the gospel means. I think that's what Jesus is talking about here. There's no notion of us being one. Us living together. Us living out our faith, y'all. Because this, this faith stuff, this family stuff, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's hard in our world to be one. It's hard even as a family to be unified. It's hard even as a family to, know, to be going, walking together in the same direction. It's a challenge. And so we need each other. We need most of all the gift of the Holy Spirit by which we can do these things. That's what it means to love each other, y'all. That, that's what it looks like. And so in, in, in your life, in your life, if you've had that great godly example of a Christian mother or a Christian grandmother, then thank God. But all of us, every one of us, every woman, every man here in this church today, you know what we do have today? We've got today. We've got the chance to make a difference in some child's life, don't we? Every one of us. We've got the chance to make a difference in some child's life. There may be, you may be in church and see a child running across the church, and you may want to lovingly, in the name of Jesus, paint their little heads off. You know what you got at that moment? The chance to love that child. The chance to take that child into to your arms and love them. Care for them. Teach them. Be that godly example for them. Because, see, I don't, know, I don't know your past. But you know what I do know? I know the potential of the future. I know the potential that every one of us has in this place to change the life and the direction of a child in Jesus' name. I know the power that every one of us has to be that mothering figure to some child in this church, some child in, this, in your school system, some child in your community, some child in your neighborhood, some child down your street, some child in Walmart. You might run upon a child that you see in town that just needs a nice word needs some adult to care for them. You can be that example. There might be some child on your baseball or softball or cheer team, your, your band that needs some adult to believe in them, to love them, to care for them, to show them a better way. And we have that chance, y'all. As the church, as those who have been loved by a perfect God, even though it is an imperfect life, we have the chance to make a difference. We have no control over our past. We really don't even have a lot of control over our future. But you know what we do have control over? how we respond to life, don't we? How we respond to each other. 
How we respond to our children. How we respond to our grandchildren. How we respond to our neighbors and our friends. We have control today over whether or not we will live out Jesus' words to be one. To be unified in his love. To live out his love in a way that is life-changing. It's interesting sometimes. It's easy to get frustrated with people, isn't it? As a parent, it's easier for me to get frustrated sometimes with my children. And the Lord spoke to me one day. I don't, I, I don't get those, Andy, this is God moments. I don't get those. But I was just frustrated about something one day. I'm like, come on, can't we get control of ourselves around here? Come on. The Lord told me, he said, Andy, not your job to get frustrated over someone's lack of control of something, of their emotions. It's your job, especially as a parent, to teach how to control your emotions, to teach how to be better, to teach the right way. So when you see a child not acting right or a child not doing right, you know what? Getting frustrated, getting angry, not going to change a thing just going to make you mad. But you know what will change something? Loving that child. Caring for that child. Teaching that child. Being as Christ to that child. That'll change things, y'all. That'll change lives. And that will change the world. I think that's what Jesus is talking about in that passage. I think on Mother's Day, maybe that's our mission, to love. To love each other. To love the children. To love the world as Christ loves So in your life, let his love fill in the holes in your life. And remember, y'all, everybody else, we got holes in our life. Everybody else does too. I'll be patient with you about the holes and the brokenness in your life if you'll be patient with me with mine. And as we allow Christ to fill in the brokenness of our life, as we allow Christ to to be that to us, we can be that to each other. And we can change the world with the goodness and the power of Christ. As Christ has loved you, may we love each other. And may all the world come to know him as Lord. Let us pray.